0: Squatties.
1: Welcome to this week's episode of the Travel Squad podcast. Today, we're airing one of our most popular episodes from the past three years.
2: We have hundreds of episodes now, and lately we've been replaying the most well-received and
0: listened to episodes, and you all have been loving it. We're going to keep giving you what you want and give new squaddies the chance to hear past episodes without having to go digging through the archives.
1: New episodes are still launching every other week while classics like this are airing in between. Enjoy Enjoy the show show
0: and happy Happy Travel Travel Tuesday. Tuesday.
1: And don't forget your travel insurance.
0: And prepare for takeoff.
1: Hello, fellow travelers
0: hey squaddies
1: welcome to this week's episode of the travel squad podcast today we are so so excited to bring you this episode talking about bathrooms around the world i know it sounds a little bit silly but you know us (laughs) here at the travel squad podcast we always love to talk about the bathroom situation so here we're bringing out the best and the worst of all our travel experiences
2: Yes, I am so excited to talk about this. And from what we've seen on our Instagram, you guys are also very excited for (laughs) us to talk about this. Who doesn't love to talk about bathroom situations? And we as a squad always hook it up with the scoop on the bathroom situation. I don't think we've gone like a podcast episode yet where we've gone to a destination and not address something bathroom related. We have to bring all the details to the people. Yep, so we've seen some of the best, we've seen some of the worst, and everything in between. And so we're gonna tell you about the good, bad, and the ugly.
0: Bathrooms can be a really shitty experience.
1: No pun intended.
0: (laughs) But they can also be a very beautiful experience, and you can be blown away by how cool some of these bathrooms are. And you never really know what you're going to get, because sometimes you can be in like a really shady, kind of like hole in the wall, go into the bathroom, you're pleasantly surprised or maybe it's the opposite. You're at a nicer place. and go into the bathroom. It looks like a war-torn explosion went off.
1: It's like, what the hell is this?
0: <laughs> it's like, yeah, it, there's some crazy stuff. So uh, that's one of my favorite things about traveling with you guys. We go to the bathroom someplace and we're like, how was it? Tell me about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. We want to know. Yes. And so... This is part of travel and I'm excited to get in and get our hands dirty.
1: Yeah, real experience of travel, that <laughs> what are you is for getting sure. Getting
0: your hands dirty with Kim, <laughs> getting all up in there. <laughs>
2: So we're going to start this episode off for some tips, and we've got a few for you. First one is to pack some TP in a little bag. So what I do is, whether I'm going hiking or out of country, I will roll up a few pieces of toilet paper and put a whole bunch in a bag and just put that in my purse and carry that around just in case I get to a situation where there's no toilet paper in a stall.
1: Well, you say hiking or out of country. We even have... TP and bags and baby wipes just in our cars for everyday road trip experiences, whether we're renting a car or even here locally. I mean, you always have tissue and the bag and I mean, you just really never know when you may have to go on the side of the road, right?
2: Mm hmm. Another tip for you is to pack a shiwi. Shiwis, I discovered when we were going to Peru and we were going to be hiking on the trail and Kim and I were like, what's the squat situation going to be like? So we bought some shiwis and it's great if you go to a place that you don't want to sit down in. It's great for camping and also really great if you happen to wear a romper that's loose around the legs that you can just squeeze in and pee and not have (laughs) to take the whole romper off.
1: Yeah, for you ladies, out there consider it to be a funnel that allows you to do your deed while you're standing in a way so it makes it a lot lot simpler and you're right you discovered it for the inca trail did you even really use it on the inca trail once i feel like i've seen you use it so much more as of late but you bought it for the inca trail and never really used it another good tip you ladies are going to love this one download offline maps (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I felt like we couldn't have a tips portion without saying download offline maps. It has nothing to do with the bathrooms, but uh, I thought I'd throw that in there for a little bit of humor. Maybe you ladies didn't appreciate it. That
0: would be a great (laughs) feature that Google could offer is the bathroom locator in their maps. Oh, that'd be great. That
1: would be a good one. Google, I hope you're listening, but that really (laughs) wasn't uh, a tip. It was my attempt at a joke, I guess.
2: Another tip is if you're in another country, make sure you have change in the currency you need. A lot of places around the world do you charge for you to use their sanitarios the bathrooms the loo anything like that wc so make sure to have change in the currency you need just for bathroom trips
1: and when we say change i mean we mean change not like bills and things like that i mean europe latin america all over the place. I feel like the United States and maybe even Canada is the exception that has free public restrooms anywhere else around the world. More than not, you're going to have to pay. And it's usually like less than a dollar or like a euro for that matter. So you want change in coins, not in bills.
0: Here's another tip for you. Whether you are using a public restroom or using one at your hotel, if you're traveling with a group like a squad like us, bring poo it will it will save your trip.
2: What is poopery for the people that don't know?
0: It's basically like a scented it has some kind of essential oils in it, so you spray it in the toilet before you go and it prevents the poo smell from spreading and mm-hmm. ruining friendships. And ruining <laughs> and friendships. Rooney and
1: friendships Well, you're right I mean, I guess that's good for a hotel And a public restroom I guess it doesn't really matter Unless it's like a one stall Or like one room restroom And then your friend is waiting there uh, mm. behind you Or maybe But you're also like, there's a stranger out there And you don't want the stranger to be like Oh, what did this person just <laughs> do here before me? Maybe, right? Or
0: maybe you're traveling with your lover for the first time You don't want to true.
1: Embarrass yourself Right Yeah, Understandable <laughs> Or maybe you
0: have your stomachs on the fritz From all the international foods you're trying That's true that
1: happens. That happens. <laughs> we love our poopery here at the Travel Squad Podcast. We've, We've mentioned many it several bottles. times. Yes. <laughs> oh, Kim got it for us for Christmas one year. What a great <laughs> gift that was. We still talk about it to this day because it is very essential.
0: If you guys are looking to purchase it, you can actually go to our website, TravelSquadPodcast.com. We have a page on there that lists all our favorite travel items, and you know the poopery is going to be on there.
1: Yes. And so if you love the content that you hear here, when you go to the Travel Squad Podcast and our website, click our favorite travel links at Definitely does support our podcast, and we are very, very appreciative of that when it does happen. And the final tip that we have for you, I guess this should have been kind of a twofer when we talked about packing your own teepee, but pack your own hand sanitizer. Some places that you go to, believe it or not, no sinks. If they have sinks, they have running water, but then they don't have soap Mm -hmm. for you. So you want to have your own hand sanitizer. And obviously, if you're out in nature hiking, you know, we love hikes. You need it for that aspect. But a lot of places around the world, believe it or not, the sinks are uh, lacking. And so is the soap. I
0: recently discovered a new type of product, and it, it has many purposes. It's called Colonia. Apparently, it's very big in Turkey. Colonia. Yeah, it's very customary to be in your home in, in Turkey, but this company called Esos. They sell different sizes of it and they sell like little travel size. So it's this little spritz bottle. You spritz it on your hands. It's a sanitizer. So it cleanses your hands without water. It smells so good. It's like a light perfume that just leaves your hands smelling so good. It actually has skincare ingredients. So it improves the look of the skin of your hands. It's 10 out of 10 amazing. If you're going to pick sanitizer or that, I would go with the Colonia.
2: Good to know. Didn't even know about it until now.
0: It's amazing, truly.
2: So, as we dive into the bathrooms, we're going to start here in the good old USA.
1: Yes. So, we're going to talk obviously about the USA. This is our home country, our home base, but we're going to go to a whole bunch of different countries that we've gone to. We're not going to go, oh, these are the best, these are the worst. We're just going to kind of go down the list. And I really do feel like it's fun because each country, bathrooms aside, have its own unique cultural things, but honestly, then that also carries into the restroom, you know, in terms of like sanitation for some countries and even religion comes into play in terms of the sanitation and restrooms, depending on what part of the world you're in and things like that. So when we talk about this, we're talking about our experiences. We're not necessarily saying, Every place in this country is terrible, or every place in this country is great when we're talking about it. But just giving you our experiences that we've had along the way. And, I mean, we've been talking about this episode for a long time. I'm really so stoked to get into it, ladies. Let's get into it, USA.
2: Let's get it. So my biggest pet peeve about the U.S. bathrooms is why are there gaps between the restroom stalls? Like you can like walk by and see if someone's in there.
1: It's one of the most uncomfortable things when I'm sitting in a restroom stall in a public place and then you make that accidental <laughs> eye contact with the person and they know that you're in there or something like that. I mean, like why? You know, you, like you go on to BuzzFeed. I don't know how many of you squatties love to go to BuzzFeed. I do, but I love to see the things where they compare things in other countries and the foreigners always say, what's up with the gap in the bathrooms? And then if you <laughs> lived here your whole life you know no different than you go to other countries and you're just like oh, why aren't our bathrooms like this like mm-hmm. i hate that eye contact so odd so odd what's up with the gap
0: it's weird for sure but you know what's weirder is when there's no doors at all oh like in like park bathroom yes a lot of parks do not have doors on the stall actually i was at a park Maybe a month ago and I had to go to the bathroom and there was two. The last one was disgusting, which is often at parks too. The first one I was like, all right, I guess I have to go in this one. Someone walks in, they walk in on me peeing. When you say
1: parks, (laughs) are you talking national parks or like public parks? Public parks. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like even at the beach, Beach also, they have the open. You know what? It's really weird. In our hometown of Woodland Ladies, you both went to Lee Middle School, right? Yes. I went to Douglas. They had one restroom in Douglas that had (laughs) no stall doors. Can you imagine in a school in junior high, no stall doors? I swear to you. Did not, it's not. It's not like they just, oh, it (laughs) fell off the hinge and it had hinges. There were no doors.
0: Oh my God. In one of the restrooms.
1: Yeah, I know. I can't even believe it. So even (laughs) in schools, but you know, restrooms here in the US, it's like, Unless they're just out of toilet paper, the good news is you can always expect to find toilet paper here in the U.S. Everybody has it, whereas in other countries, you never know, like, are they going to have toilet paper or not? The only time you're not going to have it is are they out and they just didn't stock it, which could definitely happen. That's why we go back to our tip. Carry toilet paper. Doesn't Mm -hmm. matter here or in other countries. Have it.
0: And in the U.S., you can flush your toilet paper. And it wasn't until I started traveling outside of the U.S.
1: that I realized other countries don't always flush their paper. Yeah, they don't build their septic tanks to take the paper.
2: And not a lot of countries have toilet seat covers. Right. That's the thing of the U.S., I feel, Mm -hmm. most of the time.
0: The nice thing I've noticed in the U.S. since traveling and realizing they don't do it over there as much is that, you know, most of our bathrooms are free. Even if there are public restrooms. Mm-hmm. occasionally there will be places you have to pay like 50 cents or something.
1: Or oh, yeah, you have to be a patron to use it, right. for example.
0: Yep, but most places are free. Some businesses, though, if you're like not from the U.S. and you're coming here to visit, just know that sometimes there's a lock on the door where you need a key or you need a code to get in. You just go up to the front and ask and they'll usually let you in.
2: And usually those are like in larger, busier cities or sketchy sketchy areas or
1: places where you're downtown and they don't want people hanging out in the restrooms and using drugs. I mean, it's a sad reality, but that is life, you know, so in downtown areas, that's where you'll really find that more. But if you're driving along the beautiful interstate system here in the U.S., rest stops, road stops, anything like that, you know, free public restrooms.
2: Yeah, you know, the U.S., especially the West Coast, I feel like there is a good amount in at least California of rest stops that you can use.
0: Right. Yeah. Rest stops. There's tons of them. I've been in some really luxurious bathrooms in the U.S. that I just love, too tell me about them so there's one at the cromwell if you're staying at the cromwell in las vegas they have the coolest bathroom where like the shower door it lines up with the like living space of the hotel room mm-hmm. and when you're in the shower you turn the light off it kind of goes see-through so it becomes this like sexy shower door like situation, silhouette type situation. And it's just like a sexy looking bathroom I know that's the shower, not the toilet, but same, same, right? Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, what bathroom situation is bathroom? You
0: could pee in the shower.
1: You could. You could. You could. could. They have a Seinfeld episode about somebody doing that. that. It's a little much, Kim, a little much. But, you know, like you're talking luxury and in Vegas and, you know, in San Francisco, they have self-cleaning public restrooms you walk in there and the door closes behind you you do your business you leave and before the next person comes in it does like a one minute clean down where it'll put a sanitization spray and i had heard about those before never really used them i've seen them i've just never made the point to use them but finally you know as the podcast has developed and we continue to talk about bathrooms we're like we got to go in one of course the next time that we were in san francisco not as cool as people would think they are I almost felt, even though I knew it was clean, I felt dirty because they spray so much water. It's like wet it's on wet. the floor mm-hmm. and even Dripping. the toilet seat is wet too. Like, 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 mist. Mist, like mist or like, you know, when you wake up in the morning and there's like dew ah. uh, that's on your car or windshield or something. That's what it felt like in there. Mm. So, I mean, I know it's clean, but it left me with that sense of being dirty. And I guess this is really anywhere in the world, but the United States, right? Like I feel like I know what I'm getting. You could always come across like the terrible ones, but I'm, I'm always so concerned about like gas station restrooms when that's it. I feel like that's the worst of the worst here in America is like a gas station restroom that you could come across. And then when they're really nice, I'm so happy about mm-hmm. it. You know who has really good ones? People would think otherwise. Trucker stops. Oh, yeah. Because they have showers, showers. Oh, and they yeah. want to do all that stuff. They're like pristine in there. But regular like gas station bathrooms. Eh, you like that's the worst, the worst in America. I feel like
0: Hmm. I'd have to agree. Yeah. You know, in the truck stop bathrooms, you can usually hear some nice country music that they have playing too. <laughs> uh huh.
1: Gets you in the mood to use the restroom, I guess, at that point. I do
0: you're... wish that bidets were bigger here. I've only used one in the US, and that was at this rooftop bar at a hotel in New York City. Ooh.
1: Now, was it like a bidet hose or bidet like within the toilet? Or was it how it is in the East where they have the toilet and then the separate bidet?
0: Oh, no, it was like connected to the toilet the buttons were on the side of the wall it had spray it had heat like
1: in japan it had a
0: heated toilet seat yeah it was amazing
2: oh that sounds great i don't know i don't think any of the bathrooms in the u.s have been like stand out for the best but you know i'm pretty generally happy with u.s bathrooms
1: i mean toilet paper unless they just don't stock it and toilet seats and we're going to talk about that later and not squatties we're going to talk about that later too (laughs) so yeah all in all You know, we we know what we're getting, but this is our home territory, so we can't deny there's a biased opinion behind that statement.
2: And, you know, even at the national parks, they usually have pretty decent toilets. Some of them are vault toilets, which aren't the best, but we know what we're getting into.
1: Yeah. Vault toilet. If you don't know, it's a toilet seat, but into a hole versus just like a squat situation. But that's like you said, you're in a national park. They don't really have it lined for plumbing. But then when I go to national parks and they actually are plumbed and have like water running and flushable toilets, it's like a godsend at that point. Not like,
0: always. No, you no. I know. we went to Mount Rainier, used the plumbed bathroom ahead of the hike, did it Great bathroom, did the hike, came back. It looked like a bomb went off. There was shit everywhere.
1: At you Mount say Nair? Mount Rainier, you're talking about Zion, I though. A,
0: yeah, Zion. Oh, it was After Zion. The After yes, the yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that was, something happened in there. It, like, Some, wasn't pretty. Uh,
1: somebody just went wild. <laughs> I remember you ladies coming out and talking about that. I'm just like, oh, the men's one. Yeah, like, you'd think the men's one would be worse. And then you guys are coming out of <laughs> the ladies talking about, whoa.
0: Yeah, whoo.
1: I mean, see, you never know what you're going to get anywhere in the world, I guess.
2: But we're going to move on to Japan's bathroom. Japan has some of the cleanest, best toilets I've ever experienced worldwide. Would you eat food off the
0: toilet seat? Mm, I don't know. I wouldn't
1: (laughs) eat off of it. But Kim, let me put this in perspective to you. I have never used a subway or metro restroom and felt like I am in a very very clean place until I visited Japan. Mm-hmm. Like I went in there and I'm like I could comfortably come into this place and hang out if I really needed to. Like <laughs> like it was clean, pristine and the experience altogether as a whole was fantastic. So I mean, I've talked many times about how much I loved the restroom situation in Japan. Great. They take their sanitization seriously. Just as a culture, they're very clean people. You're not going to find trash on the streets. Mm. You're not going to really find like graffiti or anything. No homeless people? No, not really at all. I feel like we didn't see didn't see any at all. Wow. And they really take care of their environment around them. And the bathroom is no exception. And the sanitization continues on from there. I mean... The bidets. You're talking about that one in New York, Kim and that's why I asked. Because you know, in the Mid East they have separate bidets. Mm-hmm. These ones here are like the bidets within the toilet seats. Heated, have the buttons, has the spray.
2: Some of them have music.
1: Yeah. You can play a little
2: tune while you go.
1: I mean, they're high-tech restrooms. Not only do they have a spray, we talked about this in the Japan-Tokyo episode. Still one of the best. Go back and listen to it where we talked about Puss and Tush. <laughs> and if you don't know what we're talking about, they have separate buttons that 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 way, if you are a female and you need to wash whichever side after having gone to the bathroom, there's a button and that knows where to spray to get you in your range for cleanliness. If
0: I was living in Japan, I would do puss and tush. Every time. Every time. Why not? Even if I didn't need it. Freshen up. Get a nice squirt.
1: (laughs) Yeah, freshen up. (laughs) Why not? I loved the bathrooms in Japan, and I'm not exaggerating to you. Like, really, we used the bathroom in the subway, and it was great. What happened to you in the bathroom in the subway? Wasn't there like a story where somebody got locked in?
2: Well, in the handicap stall, someone fainted, and then you and Ryan had to get an attendant to help her into a wheelchair.
1: Well... I don't think I helped with that. That's why I was asking what the story was. It was Ryan who had done that. But didn't you experience something when you used it in the handicap stall that you weren't aware because it wasn't in the regular stalls? Yeah,
2: so in the handicap stalls, you can also, on the bidet... There's a dryer button. So after you wash your puss or tush, you can hit <laughs> the dryer button and it'll blow some air on that area. Amazing. To just dry you off. And you know, in like New York, we've been on the subways and stuff. They don't have bathrooms on the subways because I can imagine they'd be disgusting. Yeah. But in Japan, it's very commonplace for all, all of the train stations, all of the metros to have bathrooms in the stations. And they were all so clean.
0: Did you have to pay to use them? No, they were free.
1: They were free. Wow. You know, the worst place, ironically, that we used the restroom in Japan was at the Imperial Palace. (laughs) And the only reason why I say that is the bathroom wasn't clean. It was the only place that we came across, hotel, public outing, anywhere that did not have a bidet. Even at the top of Mount Fuji, Kim, (laughs) there was a bidet and it was so cold because we were there in January at the top of Mount Fuji, high volcano. We were freezing. You gave the analogy, would we eat off the toilet? And I said, you know, I would feel comfortable going in the bathroom and the subway and just kind of like hanging out there. We actually did that in Mount Fuji because it was so cold and sat on the seat just to warm ourselves up. And we didn't feel any problem with that because they are so clean. clean. And that seat warmed me right up at the top of Mount Fuji. <laughs> but in the Imperial Palace, they did not have the bidets or heated seats. And I'm just like, hmm, this is the Imperial Palace. And this is the place where they're mm. lacking.
0: And no, they're not squatty potties. No, no. not at all. Wonderful. So
2: very different from the country we're about to jump into, China. We had a whole different experience
0: while we were there. Whew, squatty potties.
2: Yeah, I would say this is we had been exposed to squatty potties before, like while we were on the Inca Trail. But this brings it to a whole new level. Like everywhere you go will be a squatty. There's really no like choosing in between except for at Disneyland.
1: Disneyland. And when we were at Disneyland or places where they're starting, and I hate to use the word like this, but it's true. Like places are starting to get a little bit more modern metropolitan in China. And they are trying to bring in the Western toilets to be the norm. And obviously they are still keeping the traditional, Squatties But they even Have to have signs When they bring in The traditional toilets Like do not stand On these mm-hmm. You're not supposed To stand and squat And you know what You still go in there And then you see The footprints On the toilet yes. seat Like people still Want to squat
0: Yep I I went and used The bathroom In one of the malls That we were in And there were Footprints on the toilet seat
1: Toilet seat covers <laughs> In there Kim Or no No,
0: no Definitely not <laughs> I know, Covers
1: Because there's no Toilet paper That was the segue Into it <laughs>
0: No toilet seats, in fact. Right. Even if like, well, obviously obviously there's no toilet seat. It's a squatty potty. I just, I couldn't get it. I didn't, I wasn't into it. You weren't into it. Brittany likes them. Well, okay. What,
2: (laughs) (laughs) if they're going to be like messy places, I would just rather squat than like sit on a dirty toilet seat. So especially if they're not going to provide toilet paper or seat covers or anything like that, I don't mind squatting. But, you know, it's very interesting, like, getting the technique down because you're like, do I face the door? Do I face away from the door? Like, which way do you really stand? Sometimes when you're in China and they have the squatties, they'll have, like, the shoe mark. So it Point you in the direction you're going to sit. And a little splash pad.
1: Yeah, well, and that's what I was going to say. Some of them will actually have the foot orientation because it's designed for you to put your feet in there. And that gives you the clue of which way to go. But if nobody has ever seen a squat toilet, just please Google it right now. So you get the (laughs) picture of what it is that we're talking about. They're not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, if people use them and that's what they've always used and they're clean, they're great, but it's squat. So if people's aim is off or anything like that, I mean, sometimes we went in there and they were just like messy on the floor and it makes it the experience (laughs) worse than the actual squat because now you're in there and you feel dirty because you're in a dirty place. And then there's the no toilet paper. And Mm -hmm. if they have toilet paper, it's not in the stall. It's at the entrance door and it's on a big roll and you got to take it with you in. (laughs) And you may not take as much as you need. I mean, I'm just going to (laughs) say it. I mean, we never really know. Like, I feel like you got to overestimate it.
0: You followed the tips and you have packed some in your purse. Absolutely. You know Absolutely. who
1: you know who didn't get the packing and the purse game down in China? Zaina. <laughs> it was you and Brittany always packing and she's like, oh, can I borrow some? Can I borrow <laughs> some? Throwing shade your way, Zaina. I know you're still listening, so just letting you know. But I know you're on top of it now. But yeah, you got to bring your toilet paper when you're out yeah, there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, number one, okay. But number two, it's just weird to be like, I don't know. I feel like an animal doing it.
1: i mean that's the healthy way that's why they have the squatty squatty, potty like little seats because you're supposed to be in that position and it really helps but i will say this (laughs) everywhere that we stayed in a hotel wise was a western toilet we're talking now to you about public public restroom experiences out there i
0: do wonder though because we went with gate one travel shout out gate one And they typically pick hotels that are catering to the American traveler.
1: Or foreigners, particularly, yeah.
0: But yeah, it's for sure a lot of Americans that go on those trips, Mm -hmm. the ones we've been on at least. And I will say, I'm wondering if in a more... um, localized Chinese hotel if they might have squatty potties?
1: That's a good question that I'm intrigued to know the answer to also, Kim. I won't lie to you about that, but I was going to say something and it slipped my mind. Oh, no. Now I remember. Do you remember they took us to lunch and then at that restaurant, it was a squatty potty, but they had it set up to have the commode in there so somebody could sit. So it wasn't a true toilet, but you put the commode over the, the squat and so you could sit do you remember a that commode?
2: a commode is like a chair with a hole that will drop into like a toilet or the hole but i would imagine that they would use that for maybe their elderly population that really can't squat down that mm-hmm. well or um the american that doesn't know how to do it either <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah because commodes are quite honestly a medical device that they use here in the u.s for older people who can't really even get on a traditional toilet because they're lower so they sit like at a higher elevation but they had it in the restroom maybe you didn't go in there and it sat over the squat position so you can sit but it was then just an open hole from the seat down into Hmm. the squat toilet.
2: Hey squatties! we want to share one of our favorite travel products with you. Liquid IV is a category winning hydration brand fueling your well-being while traveling.
1: One stick fits into 16 ounces of water to give you three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks and hydrates you two times faster than water alone. Their half ounce hydration multiplier powder packet is the one product you need in every suitcase, carry-on, and day pack. We use
0: it while flying on planes because flights can be so dehydrating. We use it when we feel jet-lagged, when we're out on a hike, and after a long night out that has us feeling worn out. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C.
2: Liquid IV also now comes in 12 delicious and refreshing flavors to keep your hydration routine exciting. Our favorites are the lemon-lime and tangerine with immune support.
1: It's made with premium ingredients, all non-GMO and gluten, dairy, and soy free. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use Travel Squad Podcast at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code Podcast at liquidiv.com.
0: Hey, squaddies. Let's take a quick detour to talk about our travel itineraries that we've created just for you.
1: We just launched several new international trip itineraries, including Tulum and Japan. This is on top of the itineraries we already have for U.S. trips like the Hawaiian Island of Kauai, the U.S. Virgin Islands, as well as national park trip itineraries, including Utah's Mighty Five National Parks and a week at Grand Teton and Yellowstone.
2: These fully built out 20 to 30 page PDF guides are available for instant download on our site right now. Every detail of the trip is laid out for you, so all you have to do is download, book,
0: show up, and have fun. The itineraries tell you where to fly into, the exact route to take, where to stay, park entrance prices, where to eat, driving distance between attractions, the things to see and do, even the hikes we recommend, their mileage, and the time to allot for each one, and believe it or not, so much more.
1: Be sure to head over to TravelSquadPodcast.com to download your very own comprehensive travel itinerary today.
0: The next country on our list is one of the first big international trips that I took. And this is when we went to Peru and we hiked the Inca Trail. So we got to see some nature bathrooms and we got to see some local Peruvian bathrooms. So first thing in Peru you cannot flush your TP, And just like a lot of other places on this list and just in general for the world, bring your own TP. Bring mm-hmm. your
1: own teepee. But I said this earlier and I'm going to say it again, not just Peru. I feel like every place that I've been in Latin America is a no flush the toilet paper type situation. They will have trash bins in the stall or if you're in a hotel for that matter, they even will tell you like, do not flush toilet paper, place it in the trash bin.
0: And when we stayed at a hostel there, they actually came in and changed the trash like Three times a day.
1: Which is really nice. Yeah. If you're going to think about it because you're in a hostel and you're not supposed to flush and do this and that. But most of the time that we were in Peru, we were on the Inca Trail, let's face it. And we were left to our own devices. It was either nature (laughs) or the bathroom set up at camp every night, which was like, I think what everybody waited for if they could. But then that created a whole nother story. Now we had Mm -hmm. like 12 people waiting to use the restroom and it's Mm. like, sucks to be the last one in there.
0: (laughs) Does it suck to be the last one worse than pooping out in the woods like someone else did?
1: Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, to each their own, I guess, you know, for somebody who's had to go out in nature, um, I guess it is what it is at that point. But, you know, when we did the hike to Rainbow Mountain, it was just a squat and it was not even a toilet. They literally just had a hole in the ground for you guys, too, because we're out in the middle of nowhere yeah. at an elevation of 14,000 feet where they have like natives still living. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they literally had a little hut hole in the ground and you ladies had to squat.
0: Yeah, they had like a tarp makeshift tent around a hole in the ground and they still had a bidet in there.
1: How did they have a, how did they have a bidet? Just kidding. Oh my gosh. I just gosh. used my water bottle. I was going to say, because I never used the restroom when we were having to go. And I was, as a matter of fact, going to say, I feel bad for you ladies. Because obviously, if it was just even number one, we were at such a high altitude, we couldn't even walk 10 feet without being tired. I can't imagine you ladies having to get your squat game on and the type of <laughs> energy that we'd have to use at that high altitude. And it would just fatigue me.
2: You know, I don't know if I packed my shiwi for that portion, but if I didn't, I mean, I would go back if I were to do that again, pack my shiwi for sure. Mm-hmm. Make it real easy. And while we were talking about going to the bathroom on the Inca Trail, you know, Alpaca Expeditions really did it up with that toilet at camp. Like, that was legit. The only thing is, it can only hold so much. So I remember one day, there was a little splash over from the um, toilet at camp.
1: That's no good. I don't remember that.
2: You don't remember? It was like we had all had dinner, all had drinks, and everyone was going to the bathroom and it was just getting a little full. So some just pee was just kind of flowing out a little bit. And then they went and they went and... Dumped it.
1: Well, so on the Inca Trail, mind you, there's only very few restrooms along the way. And they are all squat restrooms, number one. Number two, I forgot because it's been so long now. There's only certain times of the year where they actually come clean those restrooms, also. Ah, Yeah. And were we there like right after cleaning, or were we there and they hadn't cleaned yet? They
2: clean like every February. They
1: clean every February and we went in June. June. So I guess we were like halfway to the next Mm -hmm. like clean cycle. And only one time did I actually have to use one of those restrooms, and by that I mean, if I'm a guy, I'm going to stand. I'm not going to go to a place like that to use it. I'm not going to lie, so I'm not going to say I didn't go number one on the trail. But only one time I had to go number two, and that's when we were coming down from. <laughs> I remember. Uh, yeah, yeah, but what's the name of that that peak on day two? Why Dead Woman's Pass? Yes. And we were coming down, and they had the restroom, and. I mean, I wish I came across that restroom in February and not in June, let's put it that way. Ooh. You know what I mean?
0: Yep, I heard it.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know you were right next to me, Kim, and the separate one over. <laughs>
0: But
2: let's talk about the worst bathroom we experienced in Peru. Kim, I don't know if you experienced this or not, but we stopped at a gas station on our way back to Cusco. And there was actually someone on our tour who was a little sick. Uh, She had gotten sick on the trail. We stopped at the bathroom and I had to go pee. And it was the gnarliest, most disgusting bathroom I've probably ever been in. It was so bad.
1: You don't remember that, Kim? Did you not get out and do it? Yeah, so it was not a person... Who was on our tour and hike with us to Machu Picchu? But when you're done, there is a communal bus after the train that will take you from the last train station back into town into Cusco. Some poor young woman was sick, needed to stop, and by sick, I think it was coming out the mouth and the back, and she mm-hmm. had it both going. And this gas station restroom in Peru, I still remember the smell, and it was bad. I was like, I don't even want to pee in here, but I was, was in there, and I was like her? committed. No, no, because she was in a another one. The irony was it was a mix of just a bad smell because it's a restroom and you know what type of smell I'm talking about. Plus like almost like a gas station smell mixed with like oil and like lubricant and like burnt, t- like it, it had a whole mix of everything going and it was bad. And, uh, I'm so thankful I did not have to sit down on that venture because it would have been like, Oh, Ooh. you're lucky you stayed on the bus. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But we're going to jump on over to the Philippines. Philippines has a whole different bathroom experience. They do love their bidets. Their bidets are a little different though. Instead of it being in the toilet, it's usually actually a hose connected that you can take off of the toilet and aim to spray. But what's so weird about the Philippines is they're often missing the actual toilet seat and it's just the toilet
0: bowl that's
1: yeah, there. Yeah. They'll have a Western toilet and all of a sudden, just for whatever reason, decide they're not putting a toilet seat on it.
0: That's weird. There are a lot of countries that I've been to where they don't have toilet seats. I don't why? like why.
1: I don't get it. I don't
0: get it. Either. I don't get it.
1: You know, <laughs> and it's like they have the cleanliness aspect of going like, yeah, let's have the bidet, but then no seat. And then also the irony of the bidet is like Brittany said, it's like aim yourself. Well, people are spraying. There's going to be like splash up. So then it leads to the seat or lack of seat and just like the bowl (laughs) rim being all wet too. And then you don't know what it is that's on there. Now, again, public toilets, hotels are great. But public aspect of things, Western toilets with no seats. I don't get it. I don't get it
2: they also don't always have toilet paper so you're cleaning yourself you're getting fresh and clean but there's nothing to like wipe yourself with like to to clean up
0: the water the water mm-hmm.
2: so it's just it's very strange i don't know why
0: when you use a bidet for number 2 do you wipe first then rinse
2: usually i do yeah because I don't. If there's any splash up or anything mm. like that, you don't want it going in the <laughs> wrong direction.
0: You you want it to. You want to get it pretty clean. So you then. wipe, rinse, wipe. Yeah. Wow. It's very bad for the environment.
2: But see, when you <laughs> I wipe and then you rinse and then it's more
0: like a just kind of like a pat to dab because it's usually all clean by then. So you you kind of net out around the same amount of toilet paper. Yeah, or I maybe would say a little so. less. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. The hose is just there to make you feel clean. I think.
0: <laughs> just nice squirt. It's for the feeling, really.
2: Mm -hmm. And then in the Philippines, like in a traditional home, if you don't have the actual bidet or hose, sometimes they do have like some homes will have the hose. But if you don't have a hose, then it's customary to have a cup or a bowl to fill with water. And then you wash yourself over the toilet. Hmm. It's called a tabo. A what? (laughs) It's like a table.
1: Bring out your Tagalog, Brittany, because this is your home country we're talking about right now.
2: And so if you're more westernized, like my sister, she might just use an extra large Taco Bell cup (laughs) that she'll
1: reuse. And just pour a little down the front. Yeah, just to freshen it up. But
0: everybody's using the same cup with their bathroom hand.
1: You've hit the nail on the head with that one, Kim. That's exactly (laughs) what happens.
2: Some of them have handles um you can get really fancy
1: but everybody's still using that same handle yep <laughs> mm. okay and the more traditional households if they don't have the hose that like, is the situation You go
2: to the bathroom and then you have to fill the water so usually you're washing your hands filling the water then you bring it back to the toilet do your business and then you're done hmm. it's a whole process
1: Wow. Okay. Two things to take away from the Philippines. No toilet seat, spray hoses. That is what you can expect in the public restrooms. But we've gone from Brittany's second motherland, USA, Philippines. Now we're going on to my second motherland, USA. We've already touched upon that. We're hopping on over to Lebanon.
0: Surprisingly pretty similar bathrooms.
1: Similar bathrooms. I would definitely wager to say so. They are very big on their bidets. A lot of times it is the hose situation like they have in the Philippines. A lot of places also will have true bidets where they actually have the toilet seat and then a bidet, which is another toilet seat. And that's where it actually sprays the water up from from that. So you migrate from one to the other. I don't think we encountered any on our travels or did you Kim, but a lot of places do have it.
0: I feel like we did, but I didn't know what it was. I thought it was just a urinal, so I never used it.
1: No, that's exactly (laughs) another seat for you to go to to do the the cleaning on it. And, you know, when we talked about it earlier, a lot of things, cultural cleanliness, and I even mentioned religious, obviously in the Mideast, you know, it is a very high Muslim population. And so it's very proper to actually be clean religiously. And obviously, even before prayer, you need to be clean. So that's why they have the bidets. So it was more like a religious thing, Mm. but it doesn't just care into, you know, Islam now, like even in Christian households, for that matter, they have them. It's just common culturally in that area, but it stems from the need to be clean for the religious aspect.
0: So I wasn't used to the days when we went to Lebanon.
1: Yes, you mm-hmm. thought it was a urinal, apparently. <laughs> yes.
0: I've used the button ones a few times here and there, but they're not that common. And I never I never really knew what the hose was for. So I remember one time we were at one of your aunt's house and I needed to use the bathroom. And as I go walking, she's kind of like stands up and starts running around to give me something. She hands me a little hand towel. And I was like okay, thank you. (laughs) And I took it to the bathroom, but I didn't end up using it because they had toilet paper and they had hand towels there after you wash your hands. And I was like, okay, I have no idea what that's for. And then I think it was like the next day or maybe later that day or something, I was telling you about it and you guys were like, it's for the bidet. Ah, (laughs) did you touch someone else's hand towel? (laughs) That it was be... hanging up, so...
1: Did, was it Zaina who told you that? It's like to dry you off after the bidet.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because it came up. I was like, I don't know why, but your aunt gave me a hand towel. <laughs> there was <laughs> already hand towels there. Yeah, and a lot of the times,
2: each person will have their own individualized hand towel that they keep in the, a specific mm-hmm. spot in the bathroom. So if you wash your hands and put your hands on one of those.
0: Maybe, I, I don't know. I can't remember <laughs> now, but it's very possible that I got someone else's butt juice all over my hands. <laughs>
2: I love it. So we're going to hop on over to Dubai. We did Lebanon and Dubai in the same trip. Dubai also has Americanized bathrooms, and they also do have bidets there as well.
1: True bidets. I think this is where you then came across it, because we stayed at Atlantis, the Palm, and it was absolutely amazing. The bathroom there was great, but even in public settings, the restrooms are first class. I mean, Dubai is an opulent city filled with like wealth and tourism. So they make sure that the restrooms are clean there. And even when we were out in the desert for the sunrise camel trek, I can't even believe the Bedouin bathrooms that they had out
0: there. They were nice. Beautiful, gilded, gold, everything. Like I just wanted to hang out in there.
2: It was so nice.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like me in Japan, I'm telling you, like it was a nice restroom out there, wasn't it? In Mm -hmm. the middle of the desert, with a tent mind you but then they also had like plumbed toilets real gilded gold fixtures and everything like that felt real real high class out Ooh, there didn't yeah it?
0: i felt rich just being there Me in too. the bathroom, Me the
1: bathroom.
2: Too. <laughs> i'm never gonna leave this bathroom
0: leaving dubai we want to go down south of the border from the u.s into mexico we've been to a ton of places in mexico we go all the time because it's pretty close to san diego where we live and so we know a lot about mexican bathrooms I would say statistically looking on my experiences about 95% of the time you have to pay
2: for a public toilet
0: for a public toilet. Yes. Yes.
2: Like if you're in a restaurant, obviously you don't have to pay. And then I would say 95 to 100% of the time you have to get toilet paper at the front of the toilet or Or bring your own or bring your own.
1: Yeah. Because a lot of places that even are public restrooms that aren't like in a restaurant, for example, as we're talking about, You know, like here in the U.S., there's a men's and a women's. But you know what? There's an attendant out front. They're taking their payment for you to go ahead and use it. And you have to collect your toilet paper right out front. You want more toilet paper? They charge you extra for that, too, most of the time.
2: And in Mexico, it's also another country where you can't flush the toilet paper. And in a lot of the bathrooms, there will be a sign
0: to put the toilet paper in the trash can. What do you do if you accidentally drop it in? I just flush it. Ooh. What do you do? i pick it out. No, you don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs>
2: like, no, you don't. <laughs> That's a lie. Did you notice, like, in some other countries, they have, like, bathroom attendants or they'll want tips for, like, keeping the bathroom. Oh, yeah. They'll yeah. have
0: someone there to put the soap in your
1: hand or... Mm-hmm.
0: And that's not something that's in the U.S. We it is sometimes in nightclubs. Oh, night!
1: I was going to say nightclubs and clubs. I have definitely seen that, and I would say I've seen and I can't remember which hotel, but I've seen a few hotels in Vegas along the the Strip and like the public ones in the casinos or in the high end shop galleries where they do have that also.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But we've also been to some pretty cool bathrooms in Mexico. We went to the top of the Torre Latino Americana Tower. And the bathroom up there had gorgeous views.
1: I mean, we originally went to the top of this tower. I think it was the tallest building in Latin America Mm -hmm. at one time. May still be, but definitely top five. And we originally went up, one for the view, two rooftop bar wasn't open air rooftop bar but it was 360 all the way up rooftop bar situation mm. the men's restroom was impressive when i was in there i'm just like oh i'm standing i'm looking out the windows and i could see like the metropolis that is mexico city but then i come back out and you ladies just can't stop raving about the female bathroom Then <laughs> you talked about it. i'm just like why is the men not looking like this
0: yeah, it's really cool. I mean, to be able to be seeing the 360 degree views of Mexico City while you're sitting on the toilet mm-hmm. was amazing.
1: See, we didn't have it while sitting. The urinals to stand had a lookout. But if you guys had the sit and view, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Either way, women have to sit to use the restroom. So it makes sense. But I only stood. But if I was to have had to sit and I didn't get the view and you came back and told me that I'd have been like really disappointed. Like, well, <laughs> why didn't I have this?
0: If you could have sat and got the
1: you. And Pete, would you have? Uh, No. I mean, that's a little weird. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little weird. But yeah, that was a really, really good restroom. But talk about your restroom experience in Guanajuato in a hotel, Kim.
0: Yeah. So sometimes in Mexico, you get a wild card. And here in this hotel, the bathroom was extremely tiny. Like the sink was like a kid's small sink.
1: But it was clean, though. You're just talking about everything kind of like around you in the hotel, like small sink. And I know you're going to get to the door situation here shortly. Yeah,
0: really tiny shower. Everything stuck together. The door was like like a bar swinging door, like not on the top, not on the bottom. It was really thin, flimsy, see-through. And the bathroom was so small that the toilet you're like sitting right in front of the door. So if you're (laughs) sitting on the toilet, we can see your outline there just doing what you're doing.
1: Are your knees hitting that saloon door, giving a little bit of movement as you're going? No,
0: it's actually like running parallel to the way you're sitting. Okay. But you're just full on display. Excellent. You can hear everything because there's gaps. It was just not
1: cool. (laughs) Well, when we get to another country on this list, we had something very similar to that experience in another country. So not very unique in the sense that other places have that same situation going. And that goes back to what we were saying earlier about like the tiffs and the poopery. And we're talking about, oh, Mm -hmm. you know, uncomfortable times with somebody for the first time could be anywhere, even in a hotel room. And I'm excited to get to that country later where we're going to talk about it, because even though that hotel had that experience, we had a public restroom that was maybe one of the best public restroom experiences of my life. (laughs) And we're going to talk about that. So
0: I actually in this hotel in Guanajuato, You know, we had a lot of tacos and stuff. So I was like, Lou, you need to go out of the room for a little bit. Go do something. Mm -hmm. Because I needed to use the bathroom and there was no privacy in there. (laughs) There was no poopery. There was nothing. There wasn't even a window. Wow! Well, like you
1: said, there's like a half door to half the sound. And it didn't really bother the sound. And it's open (laughs) for the smell and all that hoopla too. Well, I'm going to talk about a good experience in the restroom in Mexico. When we went to Mexicali. And we went to the brewery. I could not stop raving about the urinal that was made out of a keg. I thought that was one of the coolest things that I had actually seen, and I was so impressed with it.
0: So impressed you took a picture, right? I
1: did. We'll (laughs) probably have to post this when this episode (laughs) airs. I really loved that toilet. It was cool. It was unique. It was clean. Mexicali is a fun place. I mean, it's another border town, but not like here to San Diego to Tijuana. It's more inland and deserty in that region, but they are known for their craft brew scene. So we went to a brewery, and here you go, men's restroom. You're in a lot of a keg. It was cool. (laughs) It was unique. I love unique restrooms.
2: So back in September, we all went on a squad trip to Ecuador and also in Ecuador, we learned you have to bring your own teepee and you have to pay to use the bathroom. But you know what? Big shout out to gate one because anytime we used a rest stop bathroom. They paid for our bathroom experience and our tour guide. She had a huge ass roll of toilet paper. And as we were getting off of the bus, she would be like, who needs toilet paper? And you can just pull it from the
0: roll. It was funny because you could tell who was going number two by how much toilet (laughs) paper they took.
2: (laughs) But it's also one where you're going to want that back up in your purse just in case you didn't grab enough.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, out of all the countries we've been to, I feel like Ecuador's bathrooms were a little underwhelming nothing special, nothing crazy.
1: I've yeah. had worse and I've had better. So mm-hmm. it was like neutral middle, wasn't it? Yeah. I felt like at least the public restrooms that we went to and granted it was we're on a tour. They probably know where the nicer ones are to take us. I was pleasantly surprised with them. I felt like they were all clean and they even had like you're talking about the attendants in there that will either get you the paper towel to dry your hand or mm-hmm. like soap you up, at least in the men's room side they did.
0: There was one place that we went we went shopping there. I can't remember exactly what city we were in, but we parked in the parking lot and we actually had to walk through the bathrooms to get into the shopping area. Hmm, I don't remember that.
1: I'm trying to remember. I don't recall. Really? Yeah. I it don't. was
0: one of the last days.
1: I don't really recall. I'm you remember as-
0: the day we went shopping in that big shopping plaza? Maybe it was one of the first days. Otavalo, I think that's where the shopping was. Oh, and
1: Otavalo. Yeah,
0: we parked in the parking lot. We had to After walk the through waterfall the that bathrooms. Day. Yes. Okay. I think so. I think that was where it was, but that was weird.
1: It's it's ringing a bell, <laughs> but I'm still trying to picture it. But if, it, if you recall it well, I'm sure there's a reason for it.
0: Most of the bathrooms that had like a lady attendant cleaning them and helping you with stuff, her child was also there sweeping up and helping clean the bathroom. Yeah, we did see that a lot too. Mm-hmm. Very family oriented country
1: moving on from the latin america scene i know we talked upon mexico and ecuador here very recently let's take it across the pond and let's go to europe and usually when we say across the pond we're probably talking jolly old england and the uk but i'm gonna bring up france right now europe just in general the wc's as they like to call them i don't know if it stands for wash closet or something <laughs> you know else in uh, one of their native languages to europe it means something but everywhere you go it costs money And here in Europe, just because Europe is Europe, it's a minimum one euro Mm -hmm. to use. And usually the public restrooms are pretty clean. And that's why they charge such a high premium, like one euro to use the restroom. The euro is worth more than one dollar for that matter. So public restrooms are decent and nice. But we had an odd situation. I guess it just goes to the classic buildings that they have, because, you know, a lot of the buildings are from the 1800s. The hotel that we were staying in had the toilet in one room. And then the sink in another room.
2: You had to cross the bedroom to go wash your hands.
0: That's
1: weird. So
2: the only thing in the one room was the toilet and toilet paper. And then to go wash your hands, you had to go into the same room where the shower
1: was. And you know what the restroom smelled like in that hotel room? I remember it It smelled like spaghetti sauce to me for whatever reason. (laughs) You don't remember that? Kind of had like that smell of spaghetti sauce, like spaghetti and meatballs, I felt like.
2: Maybe the meatballs was like... A B.O. meatball. I mean, yeah,
1: it had a a smell to it. It had a smell to it. It didn't stink up our room, but just when you were in there and you could close the door. But, like, it had a, like, permanent smell to it. But then you go to the true bathroom that had the shower and the sink and absolutely nothing. It was weird.
0: That is weird.
1: But... Point being in Europe, WCs, and they're all at least a euro. Doesn't matter if you're in the mm-hmm. UK, doesn't matter France, Germany, wherever, one euro minimum.
0: Yeah, I also noticed that they have, and actually a lot of countries have the bathroom where you can push like light water or heavy water. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really cool. And I'm actually happy to see more US bathrooms getting that feature.
1: Oh, yeah. I know what yeah. you're talking about. Like you can push one button if it's number one or another mm-hmm. button if it's number two. And then if it's number two, it's a higher flush with more water, for example. Yes. Yeah. But the Europe bathrooms, at least in Western Europe, for sure, I know we're just talked about the price, rest assured, they're going to have toilet paper and rest assured, they're going to have a toilet seat. So pretty standard (laughs) restrooms just really expect to pay. But again, you know, we're talking other places, the hotel rooms, you know what you're going to get out in public. But like our experience in France was, I knew what I was going to get in public, but I didn't know what I was going to get in a hotel situation.
0: Well, I do remember you guys telling me that There were actually a lot of skid marks in the toilets in Europe.
1: Yeah, because they put very minimal water in it. Like imagine the water levels that we have here. Like they use like one third of that.
0: So you know what? You're going to get toilet paper wise, but not skid marks wise. (laughs) Yeah, I guess
1: so. That's true. I'm glad you brought that up. I forgot about that. That's true. That's a unique thing about European restrooms is they use very minimal water in the bowls.
2: Might have to do a double flush to get it all off there.
1: But yeah, you Mm. know what you don't have then with the minimal water? Splash up.
2: That's true. Although I have recently read some articles, I don't know if it's articles, some interesting IG posts where there's been um, discussion that putting a layer of toilet paper in the bowl before you poop will help prevent splash up and will also mm-hmm. minimize the noise.
1: I feel like we talked yes. about this in a previous episode. You talked about as building a nest and Tim <laughs> thought you literally didn't mean in the water and like spreading it across <laughs> like uh, the bowl surface and like catching it before it hit the water. I remember that. That would but be a great way just, to reduce noise. I know, but just for clarification, simply because we're talking about it, we're talking about making a layer in the water.
0: <laughs> yeah, just, you know. That's a squad tip for you.
1: There you go. (laughs)
2: nice layer on top what you do in public restrooms
1: yeah and we talked on france i've seen here on our show notes europe was next and i feel like we kind of just hit everything that was in the europe bullet points just Mm -hmm. talking about that because it's all encompassing
0: i haven't been a ton of places in europe i have been to italy and they did have pretty standard like reliable bathrooms but i remember there was only one time i did run into a squatty potty And it was at like a historical like museum kind of a place. And I really had to go and not number one. And yeah, I was like, of course, the one squatty potty in Italy is the one I have to use for this.
2: <laughs> you know, I really wasn't expecting squatty potties in Europe. Like, I didn't think that was a thing. And you had this experience in Italy and they had a squatty potty in the toilet in the national park in Montenegro. Mm-hmm. And we saw <laughs> so it random. in some other countries, too, where I was just like out in the country kind of thing. We're on our tour. But I just wasn't expecting squatty potties in Europe.
1: Yeah, I think a few places. Places still have them they're not prevalent they're more like unique antiquated things that i guess you'll still find now the squatty potty in montenegro at the national park i think was intentional i think what's in italy wasn't just intentional it was just that was here and they've kind of never updated and it was like more like a classical area for you but that is unfortunate at the time that you had to go that was the uh situation that you encountered kim that is uh no good on that <laughs> But speaking about unique things in Europe, let's talk about the bathroom experience in Croatia at Diocletian's Palace. Now, I'm not talking for us today in common use and anything like that, but we were in Croatia. Diocletian's Palace is a UNESCO World Heritage Site. It had like one of the emperors of the Roman Empire, like, was out there, and that was his place. And they were just talking about how restrooms in Europe were set up back in the day. And it was very, very interesting. They literally lived on the second level and had holes to the first and then the first level with the tide would come in and it would wash everything out to sea so people who lived in the castle and the palace they all went to the restroom on the second level into holes into the first and it would like wash out but water levels have actually changed people still live in this building the whole history behind diocletian's palace is very interesting you should listen to our episode talking about the dalmatian coast we go into greater detail on it but now that the water levels aren't what they are and the tide's not coming in to wash it out they have petrified poop that is still in the basement that you can go in and actually see and it is quite unique obviously it doesn't smell anymore i mean it's literally hundreds of years old it's like solidified but such a unique thing and talking about ancient techniques of using the restroom and having the tide literally come in and then sweep it all out to sea
0: ew
2: yeah and so like Obviously, Diocletian lived there. At first, it wasn't that many people living there. But then when he died, all of the villagers from the surrounding areas came to take over the palace. So then there was an influx of how many people were going to the bathroom. And so as the water changed over time and the amount of people that were living there also changed, it was piling up at a much faster rate to the point where literally shit was holding up the palace, <laughs> oh, and became petrified. And so, you know, I've never been inside of a toilet. And this is a one time like I can say I've walked into like essentially a toilet
1: bowl. And guess what? Episodes of Game of Thrones were filmed in that palace in that area too, where that happens.
2: And what's also really <laughs> unique is they've excavated a whole bunch of the shit out. But If you own the building above it, then you own what's directly beneath it. And so they're not always allowed to excavate all of the poop because the people that own it don't want you to excavate it because their apartment might fall through and it might Mm. ruin their structure. So they're choosing to leave it there.
1: Okay, But it's solidified and petrified. No smell, no nothing, but very, very interesting. And I know completely off topic of us nowadays using restrooms, but very interesting in terms of the history of restrooms and sanitization in Europe, let alone anywhere else for that matter. I mean, you know, here in the US, I mean, people threw it in the streets. Do you know that's why at Disney World, they have one land that's called Liberty Square. And if you actually look at the tiling that they have, and it's set to be like Colonial USA, hence the name, they have like a dark stream in the middle. And that's actually supposed to be the sewage that's running through where people like throw. So even Disney World has stuff (laughs) like that talking about. Yeah. Very, very interesting. I think one of my favorite bathroom situations is the cruise ship bathroom. Your favorite? I don't want to say favorite, but favorite to talk about. Not favorite to experience. Favorite to talk about.
2: Every cruise ship bathroom has the same
0: smell. It's a weird smell. It's like, it's not poop. Chemically, but but kind of. And like mold almost.
1: You can't describe it, but when you've smelt it, you know exactly what it is. (laughs) Like If you've been on a cruise, you know what it is.
0: Yeah, like before we had the bathroom discussions my first smells of it I really thought like did I leave like a wet towel in here and it's gotten moldy you know like when clothes sit in the washer and you Mm -hmm. forget to dry them like kind of like that but then you know we put our heads together we start chit-chatting about the cruise ship bathroom come to find out that's just the standard scent yeah
1: doesn't matter what cruise line you're on either they use some sort of (laughs) chemical I'm telling you and that's like the smell and the restrooms on the ship that aren't in your stateroom they still have that same smell too they're normal stalls and actually quite nice to use minus the smell situation, which I, I don't want to say it's foul. It's just off. Like you can smell it. Right. Mm-hmm. But the stateroom bathroom situation, I mean, they're just tiny.
2: They're so small. They're
1: not bowls, but there are seats that come out of the wall. And there's like minimal water in there. It's almost like an airplane toilet in a way too.
0: I watched a really good show on Netflix about cruise life. Mm-hmm. It was like, I think maybe like an hour, maybe more, but it was very interesting. They go into everything from like every little chef, every little cleaner, entertainment, like all the breakdowns of the systems. Wait, what do they do with your poop?
1: Unfortunately, they release it out at sea. It's very legal they to do? do that. Yeah. Oh. That's a dirty secret of the cruise line industry. Is they, yeah, they, they didn't they, put that in the show. They dump, yeah, of course not. They dump it at sea.
0: They did say that they dumped the food. Wasted food.
1: At sea? hmm
0: Interesting. I wouldn't think that they would do that.
1: Well, but. why would they want to bring it back and pay a trash bill? I guess or a so. sewage or septic bill for somebody to, to flush it?
2: Oh, we're fucking the ocean so bad. I know.
0: Hey, fish need to eat too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I guess that's uh, true in that sense of things. But speaking of <laughs> restroom situations on the cruise ship, do you guys remember the Carnival cruise ship a while back? That was the cruise from hell where the engines stopped and then literally sewage from the ship started leaking from the Mm -hmm. walls and they couldn't move. Do you remember that, Kim? Yeah,
0: no. Oh
1: I my gosh, it was a big, big story. People were stuck out at sea for weeks. They weren't allowed to be in their staterooms. They all had to be like in the public areas. No. Literally shit was leaking from the walls. I'm not even oh exaggerating. My God. They were rationing I, food. I, why I, did they, why weeks? I don't know why it took so long for some ship to come out and tow them, but imagine what's needed to tow a cruise oh, ship. Oh, it broke
0: down. Yeah, yeah it oh. broke down.
1: And um, I went to high school with somebody who worked on the cruise ship. And she was on that ship on that sailing as Ooh. one of the uh, staff having to deal with uh, everything going on. So, wow. can you imagine using the restroom on the ship in that situation? Wouldn't it be fun? Ew.
0: Ew.
2: <laughs> yeah, you can look it up. It's called the Carnival Poop Cruise from Hell.
1: God. <laughs> Just Google it.
2: Oh, yeah. Urine and feces everywhere, Ew. the headlines say. <laughs> But going from a really bad bathroom experience, while we were just talking about, to a really awesome one, we're headed to South Africa. And I know this doesn't sound like it would be an amazing place, but we stopped at a restroom at a gas station, and the views there were amazing.
1: They were like the type of views, Kim, that you were talking about at the building in Mexico City, just looking out while you're sitting. They had the same situation here. But you know what I was looking at when I was in South Africa? What? Rhinos. Rhinos. Out in nature. Feeding at a watering hole. Oh, that's cool. Just living life. And you know what made this restroom experience even better? Well, I shouldn't say the restroom experience, but the whole stop experience even better other than just being able to use the restroom and look at rhinos. I mean, how cool is that? (laughs) Number one, this is where they had...
2: Nando's.
1: Nando's chicken. My first Nando's chicken experience. (laughs) Hey, I'll tell you what. When we had it in Chicago, it wasn't as good as they had it in South Africa. I won't lie, but it was awesome. So it was a whole like ambiance experience. Restrooms were clean great view and it wasn't a city but of nature and endangered animals how am I supposed <laughs> to not be impressed
0: it's very impressive and the Nando's on top of that Wow mm-hmm.
1: I made the whole experience but in South Africa this is kind of what you experienced in Guanajuato, Mexico we were in one place I'm trying to remember, what city we were in. I think it was when we were in the area where we were doing the St. Lucia estuary, Mm -hmm. sundown cruise with the hippos and the crocs and everything like that. They had a bathroom situation exactly like your Guanajuato experience, Kim. The bathroom was like kind of open, no really door or anything. You could see the shower. So if you're going with a friend and you're not comfortable or whoever, but the actual toilet was the same thing. Saloon style door. So it mm. didn't close from the bottom, didn't close from the top. Nothing is keeping the smell inside or the sounds, sounds from going like anywhere. And it was kind of like that open <laughs> air experience there. Open air. Experience. Yeah, I mean, it, really, it really is. It really is. <laughs> And I remember one time when we were doing safari. Do you remember when they stopped and we had uh, breakfast on one of the safaris that we were doing? Mm-hmm. They had the restroom in that area yeah. and it was like a little hutted one and it was a toilet and it was plumbed. I, I can't believe out in the middle of the African bush there was a plumbed toilet. But I remember looking up and there was like a bee or wasp nest like all the way at the top. Was that in
2: Kruger? I feel like that was Kruger.
1: I don't think it was in Kruger. I think it was the day that we did the rhinos, which was our first safari what, that happened to be on Zaina's birthday. So awesome bathroom experiences all around. I mean, it had the good with the views, had it out in nature on a safari, and then the the hotel experience that was like, oh, if you're going with somebody like you're comfortable with because you're obviously traveling with them, but not at that level yet. It's a little like, whoa, you know, open air bathroom, toilet, no door. I don't like that situation.
0: We don't like it either, believe us. <laughs> Thailand is our last country on here. I've been here. You two have not. I found that the bathrooms in Thailand most of them were not impressive. You always have to pay most of the time. You always have to bring your own toilet paper. I didn't experience any impressive bathrooms there. Most of the time I was, it left a lot to be desired. And I remember there was one time, it was a night that we were in CoPP. We were only there one night. We're out on the beach. There's a ton of nightlife. Like my stomach is a little on the fritz. And I go to use the public restroom. You have to pay. They give me a little bit of toilet paper. And I was like, this isn't going to be functional for this moment. So I walked back to the hotel room, used the bathroom there, and then went back out to try to find my friends.
1: (laughs) I mean, I would have done the same thing. I mean, if you were close enough, and I think just any time that you're out, well, one, you had probably two things going against you. You're in a foreign country. You never know what you're going to get. And I guess the same thing could be here in the U.S., number one. But at the same time, you were in a place where everybody was drinking. How clean do you think the restroom is going to be when everybody is drinking? Not clean at all. Yeah. Minimal toilet paper that they're giving you. Not feeling well. I know when I'm not feeling well, I want to take my time and not like feel rushed and then have that anxiety of someone like waiting outside the door. I would have gone back to the hotel room to also.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. There was actually one bathroom we went to while we were making the trip from one city to another. We stopped at a gas station bathroom. And this was the most disgusting bathroom I have ever seen in my life to date. It didn't have a door. It didn't have a toilet seat. It didn't have toilet paper, obviously. Oh, jeez. And it just looked like a bomb went off. The pieces were broken. The floor was cracked. There was poop everywhere.
1: Was it (laughs) It like the one at Zion?
0: That one was like messy, like People had just rampaged through there. This one was like literally like a bomb might have went off in there. Oh, my God. And then it was messy. <laughs> uh,
1: the double situation there. That's not good mm-hmm. at all.
0: Number one, number two, we ha- it had it all.
1: <laughs> well, that's unfortunate. I remember you talking about that experience. But, uh, you know, I would maybe say that restroom that we had in Peru was the same minus the bomb aspect. But it was just that without the bomb, I guess. <laughs>
0: um, So I just wanted to end it on that lovely note.
1: (laughs) But that's part of travel. It's the experience. You know what I mean? And there's some good, there's some bad. And like I said, you know, we're not ragging on any countries in particular. When we say this, we're just letting you know what is out there and what to expect. Because I think when you're prepared for something, then you can accept it and like handle it better when you're there for that matter.
0: Yeah. And we still talk about the good bathrooms and we talk about the bad bathrooms and they make it into our travel stories that when we like recall our trips together they become fond memories so yes sometimes the bathroom is a scary place while you're in it but then afterwards it's a great story always a great story <laughs>
2: so cam i think it's
0: your favorite time of the episode Woo! questions of the week all right we have a lot of questions this week People are very interested in the bathrooms. Okay. Maybe we can do a whole Q&A bathroom episode one day because we have a lot. I'd love that. <laughs> okay. So one of our Instagram followers wrote in, her name is Kim, and she said, I'm from Pennsylvania and I do a lot of mid-Atlantic slash mid travel. And I'd say maybe 50% of big six plus stall bathrooms have toilet seat covers. Are they super common elsewhere? That's very specific.
2: Well, I feel like we did answer that as we were talking about the bathrooms. And yes, they're more common in the U.S. And I would say more particularly on the West Coast. Yes. But we
0: don't really see them in other countries. So yeah. And when we went to Chicago, I remember thinking like there's not toilet seat covers here
1: yeah kim i remember what you were saying about chicago mentioning that one time like you and zayn were talking like there's no toilet seat covers here or anything like that so i do guess it is a west coast thing you'll definitely come across them if you don't then put some toilet paper down along the seat and make your own i guess
0: (laughs) well that brings us perfectly into this next question here someone's asking are you guys squatters or bare ass sitters if there are no toilet seat covers
1: Ooh. Ooh. Well, I am a uh, put toilet paper down on the seat type person if ah. there are not seat covers. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, other people's butts have been all over it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And who knows what other fluids have been on Ooh. that, right? I feel yeah. like I need some sort of barrier. Have
0: you ever laid down toilet paper and then it slipped off the seat and you just said fuck it and sat on it anyway? Well, what are you (laughs) going to do at
1: that point? If I'm already sitting down, it's like am I going to unroll some more, lift up to one (laughs) side and then like put it back down? I mean, that's even more cumbersome. At that point, you're committed. But uh, I will take the initial effort to create a sanitization barrier.
0: Sometimes even if the toilet seat cover falls off, I'm just like whatever, I tried.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Or like we will slip into the toilet. Mm -hmm. You know, but um, I I always assess the toilet like are there any splash up marks first if there are splash up marks i take some toilet paper get it clean and then i put the cover on mm-hmm. before I sit
0: yeah down. i don't i don't want to put a cover on splash up and then have the splash up like Touch moisture you? yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i will say if i have to bare acid i will
2: you know what? There's no shame in having to bare ass a toilet seat every once in a while.
1: I mean, if you got to go, you got to go. And if you don't have time to put it down, you don't have time to put it down.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, there are times where I've like tried to squat, but then like the toilet seat kind of ends up touching me anyways. And I'm like, all right, I'm already fucking there. Let's, <laughs> let's just get it over with.
0: Okay. We have a question asking specifically about the bathrooms here in San Diego. I would say... They're pretty good. I mean, it depends. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely was at an event at a park and the bathroom, of course, had no doors and there's like still a ton of people. And usually at events, they bring out porter potties and those are disgusting oh, most of God. the time. <laughs> but yeah, I would say we probably like above average bathrooms.
2: Yeah. You know, I'm not a fan of our park bathrooms, beach bathrooms, event bathrooms, but like Generally, establishments and hotels in San Diego and throughout are decent.
1: I would definitely agree with that assessment. But again, it goes back to what we're saying. You never know what you're going to get. If I'm going to quote Forrest Gump, right? <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. But for the most part, you are right. I just don't like beach bathrooms in general. And I guess a lot of parks here in San Diego are actually beaches also. But That's uh, true. Beach restrooms or even pool restrooms, like when there's water mm-hmm. involved. It's like what I was saying about the San Francisco restrooms. It just makes it feel dirty because you don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Is this water from the ocean? or is this something else?
0: Yeah, like it kind of blows my mind going into a restaurant bathroom where there's like toilet paper everywhere, they're out of toilet paper. Mm -hmm. It's like, you're a restaurant, aren't you looking at this?
2: I know. I know what you mean. But you know what else I don't like? I don't like the toilets that are the stainless steel, like they're all metal where there's no seat on them. Those Mm -hmm. are common at like rest stops and at parks, I Mm -hmm. feel.
0: Yes. Don't like those. There is a restaurant in San Diego and it's actually where we went and had dinner for our podcast launch celebration. The restaurant is called Born and Raised and it's Born and in, Raised. It's in Little Italy. It's an amazing, very classy steakhouse kind of a place and the bathrooms are gorgeous. They're like glittery and golden and very opulent and written in this like scratched in script font. It says sit on my face. <laughs> Or is this sit on me? Something like that. It's it's a sexual I like, innuendo. I was
1: going to say, I think sit on my face sounds better. Yeah, or is better. I don't think it's,
0: <laughs> it's sit on. But anyway, those bathrooms are gorgeous. If you're in San Diego, hit those up. There's also right above it, a brunch place called Morning Glory with equally amazing food. And they have the same bathrooms. All right. And our fourth and final question that we're going to list out here for you today is, have you had any bathroom faux pas?
2: Well, I can say that there have been times I have ran out of toilet paper and there has been no shame in my game either pulling off the roll and using the cardboard <laughs> to wipe or if there are seat covers, using the seat covers to wipe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So when you say pulling the roll in the cardboard, are you talking straight to the cardboard? Or are you talking about how there's always that sticky part that holds the teepee to the roll and you're at least utilizing that portion that has the teepee, Brittany, because well, this is news to me. You know, it
2: really <laughs> depends on what's available. Did someone really get every last scrap on that roll?
1: Hey, sometimes you need it. You know, for me, bathroom faux pas. I mean, I'm not going to lie. We're avid hikers. I don't know what else to tell you other than there's been a couple times where I've had to go out in nature. <laughs> a couple? A couple. couple. I didn't talk about this. I don't want to bring it up. You know, uh, when we were in Tulum about to go to the ruins, we were out in the middle of nature in the jungle <laughs> waiting to go. And, you know, luckily we have TP uh, oh and baby wipes. I mean, I don't know what else to say. And then our hike at You Um, pooped in
2: the jungle. mm -hmm, I did. I I, I was worried about a
1: jaguar coming out at me, if I'm not going to lie. thought I was going to try to mark territory. And he's like, why are you encroaching on mine? It was a whole thought process. And then in Death Valley, you know, it happens. It happens. You got to go. But in terms of an actual true restroom, no. But nature calls, nature calls.
0: I I guess so. When nature calls, literally.
1: It did.
2: You know, and there's been times where you think you're just going to pee, but a little more comes out than you bargained for.
1: Ooh. Brittany had that happen on her hike in Hawaii. Don't let her fool you.
0: You did? <laughs> yeah. Oh. You remember when she said,
1: oh, I got to go back behind the car and use the restroom for our morning hike to, uh, <laughs> what, what was the name of that hike that we were doing in Kauai oh, in the morning?
0: I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, and you didn't say anything? No. no. And
1: then Zana comes back to the car, or you, I forgot who it was, <laughs> and then somebody Zana. was like, why does it smell over here? Oh. I to go.
0: No, I
2: think someone said, like, why does it smell like donuts? And I was like, that's not donuts. Ew. <laughs> well,
1: I knew there was something of something smell. I didn't know if it was bad or good. Apparently donuts.
0: So when we first took our first trip together to go to Peru, we made a pact, NSOT, no shits on trail. Out of the four that made the pact, I am the only one that is still in the pact.
2: You know what? <laughs> I wasn't on a trail. I'm going to say that.
0: A trailhead is still a part of the trail. Oh, no.
1: It wasn't out in nature, but the camp toilet that they set up saved you, Kim, because you got sick that night. In oh, fairness, yeah, I
0: definitely though. use the toilet. I've never shat on a trail, not on a makeshift toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of times in real toilets. <laughs> I think the funniest thing about traveling with you all is the the frequent commentary and updates on your bathroom habits. It's like, oh, I got to go. I got to go number two. I got to go take a shit.
1: <laughs> you know, and, you travel with somebody enough. You just get comfortable with it. You know what Brittany I mean? It likes, is what
0: it is. Brittany always asks, did you have success? That's the, did you have success? And <laughs> always, wa- always wants to know how much. Was it a good one?
1: Was, was it a complete defecation or was it just like a <laughs> mid, we'll say, level?
0: I did, but not as much as I wanted to. <laughs>
1: Well, because it matters for if we're all traveling together for the rest of the day, you know, like we, we got to know if we're going to have to maybe have a, a stop for somebody to finish emergency if somebody's yeah. backed up. I mean, it's the reality of travel. People don't realize it until that happens, but it really is you the get truth. real
0: close with people when
2: you travel. Mm-hmm. And it's always funny when you travel with someone for the first time because you're like, so do you need to go to the bathroom? Like, are you sure you don't need to go <laughs> go pee like before
0: I go in without really saying what you're going to do? We always too. After someone goes to the bathroom, we go and we go, whoo.
1: <laughs> even if even if there's nothing. Even if even there's if nothing. There's
0: nothing. Oh, it's
1: funny. I really enjoyed this episode, ladies, and I hope you squatties enjoyed it too. I mean, we've gotten a lot of positive feedback when we posted stories saying that we're going to talk about this. I mean, we had four questions of the week about this, our most that we've ever really had to come in for one particular episode, and it is such an important and true part of travel that like, <laughs> you know, I mean, please potentially forgive the graphicness of this if you guys can't take it, but this is a reality of life and travel, and I loved this episode. It is what it is, and it was a good one.
0: Me Meet- too too thank you all so much for tuning into this week's episode if you liked it then please tell us about it keep your adventures going with us we're on instagram and youtube at travel squad podcast and send us in your questions of the week and maybe we'll even do a whole episode on bathroom questions
1: yes and if you found the information this episode to be useful or if you thought we were just plain funny please be sure to share it with a friend that would enjoy it too and as always please subscribe rate and review our podcast and tune in every travel tuesday for new episodes
2: Stay tuned for next week's episode. We have some more amazing adventures and tips in store for you.
1: Bye, squadies. Bye, squadies.